Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Technical Work Rate Productions News. This is NC. This is JC, and we got, got some news. We got some news to talk about. So let's start out with SmackDown's viewership. 888,000. That's a shit bomb on FS1. And you, you had to figure that they were going to have a ratings drop going on FS1, even though they publicized it. You know, people don't pay attention to that shit. No. I mean, people are creatures of habit. When they see something coming on at a certain time, they're going to tune in at that time on that day to, to watch it. If it ain't at the same bat time, same bat channel, they're going to change the fucking channel because mm-hmm. they don't care. And especially with today's product, you really think that they care enough to go watch the replay or watch YouTube highlights or clips? Nah, if, if they miss it, fuck it. Way it goes. And you just know, and the, it's amazing that Dave Meltzer and all the other fucking smart dirt sheet assholes don't know why the viewership went down. It's obvious. The 50 and up audience did not follow on the FS1 because of the World Series and other shit that was going on. And and some of the young audience, too. They just didn't care about it. Well, nobody cares about no. it. It's like you, you didn't have any big title matches. You gave people no real reason to care about that. It, like If it was going to be on FS1, you should have had a big title match for people to care about. But you had nothing. Like, I can't think of one noteworthy thing from that SmackDown event that's like, oh, I must see this. No, there was nothing really happened. Well, other than the Brock Lesnar thing. But the, 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 it was one, but it was in the last end. And it show. was just like him going in and beating the shit out of Dominic in the trainer room. You know, it's like, okay, cool. And? <laughs> are they fucking dumb? Yeah, they are dumb. Look who's writing the show. Bruce Pritchard's writing the show. This guy who will bash Vince Russo nonstop. Oh. But yet, when he gets when he gets control, or at least some control, the he show sh- fucking tanks. He shits the bed. Yeah. Well, and and a lot of it has to do with their centerpieces, who they're putting the the, the focals around. It's like, especially during this this Drew McIntyre Ricochet match that happened. Okay, yeah. At least the Smarks are talking good about Drew McIntyre, but it pisses me off that they're making Ricochet in to be this ultimate fucking cell machine. He, he looked like shit out there. Like, his cell to the, to the leg drop, he popped his head up, rolled his eyes back, back into his head, and then fucking fell back. That's retarded. And then his cell to the RKO later was fucking stupid. It's like, he looked like shit. Mm-hmm. It looks cartoonish, and nobody fucking called the what these assholes on Cuckside Seats were saying that if only Hulk Hogan had somebody like that to sell to, to him back in the day. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one, nobody would be watching the show because they would look at his opponent and say, "Are you fucking kidding me? This guy should be lo- this guy should lose in like thirty seconds." Well, to Hulk only, Hogan. Well, not only that, but let's face it: if you want to talk about a good overselling. Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan. That was a that was Shawn Michaels showing him, hey, I don't want to do the job, so I'm gonna oversell the shit to you. And he did. It was it was entertaining as fuck. Um so yeah, that was SmackDown. Uh Raw. Raw got the lowest non-holiday viewership that they've ever had. 2.1 with 1.9 in the final hour. Ugh. Oh my god. Well, hey. It's getting worse. Hey, 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 Becky Lynch is really saving things, guys. Her popularity is rebounding, even though she... Okay, so... Okay, did you see that video? fucking crazy. Well, did you see that video on Twitter where she was talking about being over and showed her walking through the curtains in Puerto Rico? Look at how over I am in one, in one house show. I'm this over. I'm this over in one house show. And as you can see me walk through the curtains, I have everything topped up off the top of the stage. Exactly. And not only that, but not only that, but yo... You got a fucking pop in Puerto Rico, right. who is like fucking ten years behind us. <laughs> they just got their power turned back on. Like, <laughs> you, you really think you really think they're not going to cheer for anyone that comes out to from WWE? 
Dude, 30 Rock is a brand new show on NBC for them, okay? They're, they're, they're way behind the times. Okay, Family Guy is just starting to catch on over there. Barack Obama is still president of them. <laughs> Barack Obama is still the president, okay? So th- trust well, me, you're over with a crowd that's 10 years fucking behind. Well, you come back to America, well, I know Puerto Rico's part of America, but you, put, you come back to the main states and you'll be proven to be in fucking a, a failure like you are. Just, and this is my message to her. Becky Lynch, Rebecca Quinn, just the fact that you have to post about that on Twitter shows that we're getting under your craw, and it shows how fucking thin-skinned you are about this oh, shit, yeah. and how much it's affecting you, and how much you know that your viewership is declining. When you have to do that, that's proof right there that you know your viewership, your, your popularity is declining. One of our commenters, Mitch Colburn, said, how does it feel to always be right? And I'm like, it feels pretty good. Well, I was wrong about SmackDown's viewership. I, I didn't expect them that they were going to lose 1.2 million viewers. Yeah. Or one point, what was it? Some, it, was, it, was, it was over a million. I, I, was looking, looking, I didn't expect that. I was looking at somewhere in the 1.5 range, but they exceeded my expectations greatly. Uh, yeah, it's it, it, there's no saving SmackDown. It doesn't matter if you try to make that the A show, you put it on Fox. People have this stigma already preset that SmackDown is the shit show. It's the B show. Yeah. You watch Raw for the good shit. Well, supposedly. It, well, and here's the, and here's the thing too with with um, advertising because like the whole, the whole reason why Fox bought SmackDown so that they could sell advertising so, and what they're looking for is a 1.0 1 million viewers in within the 18 to 34 demographic. They are routine, they have now for two weeks in a row fell short of that. Yeah, and it's only getting worse. It, it, if anything, what people are finding out across the industry, all these wrestling promoters that have television deals. What they're finding out is the oversaturation is killing the fucking market. People are they're going into their own tribes. Yeah. You have the casual tribe, which is watching NWA. You have the indie tribe, which is watching... Or indie smart tribe, which is watching AEW, NXT, possibly one of the main shows, SmackDown and Raw. You have your out-of-touch wrestling crowd, which maybe watches SmackDown or Raw, if they feel like it. You have your... True casual indie smart crowd that are true casual or true indie smart crowd which watches PWG evolve all that other bullshit Ugh. New Japan that they really go all out for that shit and it sucks too that it has to be so segmented and that's why you're seeing such a dilution of the market all across the board all these numbers dropping. Well, but look at their ro- look at the rosters that they have. Yeah, shit. Like honestly, we gave Shinsuke Nakamura a chance. We shouldn't have, but we gave him a chance. Well, because he was he was entertaining in New Japan. Yeah, he had a gimmick. He was doing something, and he came out to the ring with strippers. That yeah. was cool. Yeah, and, well, and he let's face it, he did really tone down his style. He's not as reckless as he was in New Japan. No, um, I know it sounds kind of smarky what we're doing right now, but well, but just, that's what made him interesting is the fact that yeah, yeah he was a skinny out of shape yeah. guy, but he had this exciting style to him, and now he's just boring out of shape skinny old man. That fucking dresses like Michael Jackson. It's like, who cares? This is what they get for catering to the indie crowd. Yeah. This is what they get. I mean, you, when you build a roster in a creative direction to appeal to indie wrestling fans... And same that, thing goes for Kevin Owens. And, and Kevin Owens, too. Yeah. Has all this time to get in shape. Has... Literally has millions of dollars. He can he can afford... This, this fucker can afford liposuction. He can afford a private gym. He can yeah. afford a private trainer. He can get in the best fucking shape of his, of his life. But even Jim Cornette said, this guy has no discipline. Mm. Which a lot of these indie wrestlers, for whatever reason, they do not have the discipline to get in the gym and get in the best shape of their life. I would look at it this way. 
not only for the fact that I'm doing something where I have to be strong and lift up heavy motherfuckers on a regular basis, not only should I go to the gym because of that, I should go to the gym because I'm on fucking TV. Right. I'm being showcased in front of at least a million people every single week that are going to know who the fuck I am. The least I can do is take that extra effort to go to the gym and get in shape and dedicate, religiously dedicate myself to getting in shape. If you want to see what religious dedication to getting in shape is, look no further than Adam Rose. Yes. You seen how fucking big this guy got? He went from fucking 175 to 250 pounds. He put on fucking 75 pounds of muscle. He looks, he looks like fucking, um, God. Like Biggie, he looks like a white Biggie. He does, dude. Like he looks swole as shit. He does. It, it's like you don't even recognize him at first. It's like, is that Adam Rose? Like, what, what do you say? He weighed like 170 something pounds. Well, he was saying when he was in NXT that uh, when he started out as Leo Kruger, he was about 220. And then when he went up to the main roster with the Adam Rose gimmick, they said that they wanted him to not weightlift at all. So he cut. He had to j- just drink one smoothie a day, drink water, and he cut down to 175. Damn! So, after getting cut from his contract, he just started you know, working at that training school and just lifting religiously, and he got fucking really big. Damn, so he gained at least 60 pounds of muscle. 75. Yeah. And it's a trip. I mean, I'm sure a little bit of that is fat, you know, when you're eating that much food, but still. Still. He's a tank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, that right there is the type of discipline that I want to see out of pro wrestlers nowadays. The fact that you have wrestlers that look like Sami Zayn, Marco Stunt, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Adam, Adam Page, Adam Cole, you know, just... These dumpy, fat, skinny, fat jobbers mm-hmm. trying to be stars. It's like, no, you don't look like a fucking star. You look like a fucking regular dude walking down the street. You don't look like a star. There's nothing about you that makes me like even think that you may land a lucky punch in a fight. I'm confident I like it. I could beat the shit out of all those names I mentioned. Yeah, I believe it. You know, it's it, it's it's not feasible for most people to think that they could beat the shit out of most of the names I just mentioned because they don't look intimidating. That's what wrestlers are they're supposed to look intimidating. Yeah. Okay, it's not about athletic work rate, you fucking nerds. It's about how well a wrestler presents himself visually, physically, and mentally. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you just said. I mean, you can't... A casual audience cannot take this roster seriously. No. Um... Okay, so talk about things you shouldn't take seriously. RVD considers AEW a downgrade uh, from Impact. Uh, like, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, you know what? I like. I replied to this tweet that was sent my way, and I just stated simply that RVD is he's just being an ambassador for his company. Mm. He's probably getting paid pretty well. He probably knows that his career's you know going to be up soon. They just signed his girlfriend, mm. so he's trying to keep things cool between him and Don Callis. Understandable. And let's face it, if we want to be real about it, I would rather watch Impact than AEW. I would rather watch their roster than yeah. AEW's roster. Yeah. By far. Because, I mean, because at least they have some good-looking women. They have some believe Like, they got Brian Cage. They got Moose. They got talents that you can take seriously. Well, and Sammy Callahan, he's a short little fucker, but he's got charisma. Moose, I think, is a decent talent. Um... Oh, God. Tessa Blanchard, she's good when she's actually wrestling women. Yeah. I like the women. I think Rosemary, Sue Young, uh, uh, Jessica Havoc, Taya Valkyrie, 
I know I'm forgetting a couple here and there, but just those names I mentioned, are, they're reasons to watch. Yeah. But yeah. besides that, it's it's a <sighs> it's it's indie cruiserweight bill. Yeah. Well, speaking of things that is not indie cruiserweight bill that involves women, Saudi Arabia, WWE Saudi Arabia show, first ever women's match between bull. A, a woman versus hybrid match. Woman versus hybrid chimera training match. Yes. So you got Lacey Evans versus that fucking hideous freak mutant Natalia. Now that <laughs> Lacey Evans was was like like sent on a mission when she was in the military to make sure that Natalia didn't escape. But she failed. Now she's settling the score in yeah. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, this is this is like a long form storyline coming into faction. She's gonna come out with her whole fucking uh, lesbian hit squad, and they're just gonna take her out. It's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to see it. Oh fuck. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think we all know that Chimera, ugly, hideous mutant tranny Natalia is gonna win that match. Um, um, and w- which which. Just solidifies the fact that we're going to do a top ten sucks on her. Yeah, it's it's it just it, it's fitting. It's like because we already know how Triple H is going to book this show because he's going to be in control of the reins like usual, and he's going to book Natalia to go over Lacey Evans because hey, Natalia needs the rub, not the new star that he, that we brought her from NXT. Nah, fucking Natalia needs the rub. That makes sense. Got to put over all the NXT darlings, guys. But Lacey, Mark. Lacey Evans is an NXT darling. Natalia's a legend. She was not that over at NXT. She didn't get herself over. I I, I really tried, but she didn't go nowhere. Speaking of another thing, uh, of a person trying, Ric Flair says he's medically cleared to perform in Saudi Arabia. Oh, God. Wow. So is Hulk Hogan cleared? Uh, He's probably just going to stand there and do, like, the finger poke of doom. Okay. All right. And then then when it's him versus Ric Flair, I... I guess Ric Flair will just do the, take the finger poke of doom. Fuck. Whoa, brother. Anything to book those talents. Yeah. Uh, what, what are the news? You know what? I'm really surprised Saudi Arabia hasn't asked for Big Show or Sheamus. Seriously. They're, they're, they're both, they both look really good. Like, I, I I don't understand it. Like, when they've been saying that these guys should retire, they get in the best shape of their lives, and WWE doesn't bring them back to DB. <laughs> I'm like, you, you, Big Show's in the best shape of his life right now. Sheamus is still looking good. It's like, why would you put him on TV? Are they fucking dumb? They're dumb. They're fucking <laughs> retarded. <laughs> they make Rusev look like a cuck. <laughs> and yeah, okay, so I'm glad you brought up Rusev. I heard that he was offered a new contract and he's going to resign. I don't blame him because the money. But still, though, go to NWA. Yeah. That's he, what I would prefer. Yeah, well, of course, because they would at least know how to use them. Yeah. Uh, all right, so another piece of news. Corey Graves is tired of bringing up uh, Seth Rollins-Becky Lynch relationship Ugh. on WWE, and I... Good. Good. Yeah, it, it's that's a failed Stephanie McMahon experiment right there. Just never caught on with the crowd. Yeah. Former, former referee Jimmy Corderas uh, says that the... Lana Rusev's uh, Bobby Lashley storyline isn't getting over with anybody. It's not resonating with anybody. No, it's not. Uh. It's just fucking. It, it's just embarrassing for all sides involved, and it's not. It's not doing anything for the ratings. Well, one of our fans was was saying that uh, only Smarks dislike that 
that storyline. No. No. We no. fucking dislike it, that storyline. It's cheesy, guys. Like, I can't... It's it's cheesy, it's goofy, and I know they're comparing him to Val Venus, Bobby Lashley to Val Venus. My personal opinion is, why the fuck do you have a killer like Bobby Lashley, a guy who has proven that he can be a main eventer, why the fuck you got him in some stupid fucking comedy role? Look at the guy. He should be a fucking tank. He should be steamrolling over people on his way to the world title. He should be facing Brock Lesnar. He should be facing Cain Velasquez. That's the type of opponents that he should be facing. He's a former MMA fighter. Why the fuck you booking him in stupid shit like this? And then you got Rusev. This guy, by all means, if it weren't for John Cena squashing him, he would have been a world title holder. Mm-hmm. He deserves to hold the world title. I agree. Put him back in that situation. Have him go over Seth Rollins. And for Lana, fucking put her on WWE backstage. Yeah. Just get her away from the main product. She, yeah, she doesn't need to be... I mean, unless she's going to be doing sexy stuff, she doesn't really need to be there. Like, yeah, I think they've already gone to the well with that. I've cheated on you. It's dumb. Well, because they did it with Enzo. They did it with Rusev. It's, it's passe now. Right. Like, what else more are you going to do with it? Like, well, where's this going to go? It's, it's just... It's, it's dumb. It's... it's it's not leading anywhere. It's like, who wants to see a talent like Rusev get embarrassed on a regular basis? I don't. I don't either. Do you, do you fucking assholes, do you say just really want to, do you guys hate Rusev that much that you want to see him get embarrassed every single fucking week? I don't. No, I don't. I didn't want to see for Mike Canellas. It broke my heart to see that fucking tweet from him where he's pouring his heart out saying it, it sucks to go home and see disappointment on my, on my daughter's face. You know, over having to see her dad be a fucking joke on TV like this. That's the one thing I'll say about Vince McMahon. Vince, he need, like, wh- why are they burying him? What Triple H? I just want to know what Paul Heyman's vendetta against Mike Kanellis and Rusev is. I don't think th- I don't think he has a vendetta. I think this is tr- this is Triple H and Vince. Honestly, that they've he did something to piss them off. It's something along the EC3 route. <sighs> Fuck. Well, I'm okay. talking about things that are fucked up. Uh, AEW right or right now. AEW, they're, they're handing out Rick and Morty masks to their people in their audience. So these assholes were hyping up, Oh, for coming up on Halloween, we're going to be having a special cross-promotion with Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty is going all elite. Like, they're making it sound like you were going to see fucking Rick and Morty do like a, like a, like have Cody Rhodes appear in animated form on the fucking show or something, some shit like that. No, they have... Fucking Rick and Morty masks that they give away to the fucking crowd, which is good because I don't have to look at their fucking ugly mutant faces. But at the same time, it's like that's your big fucking surprise, really. Although, although I will say, if the young bucks dress up as Mr. Meeseeks, <laughs> do they have a I'm Mr. Meeseeks. Look at me. Uh, you got Kenny Omega dress up as Rick. Uh, who would be Morty? Who would fit? Um, oh, you know who? Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt. <laughs> <laughs> he, he let's face it, Morty is a great scared little pussy. Marco Stunt is a great oh, scared geez, little pussy. Man. I don't know about that, Rick. Shut up, Morty. <laughs> uh, you know, Morty, we, we gotta do this anyway. We gotta go on this shitty fucking wrestling show that nobody watches. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know, Rick. Nobody's gonna watch us. Uh, okay, so we're recording this on Wednesday before. AEW starts. Yeah. So I'm predicting that you are going to see some wrestlers dressed up as Rick and Morty characters. If they're smart, you're going to see some Halloween bullshit on both NXT and AEW. No doubt. So, yeah. Next piece of news? Next piece of news. Yeah. We got more news. Uh... Uh... 
That's actually the title of the story. It's just, uh, 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 uh I guess the, uh, the dirt sheet writers just ran out of things to say. Uh, oh yeah, MJF talks about being bullied as a Jewish kid. Boy, I was I was bullied as a Jewish kid growing up. Everybody always said, "Why is your Shemichael so big?" And I said, "It's because of my goyven." <laughs> oh, so MJF is one of the most charismatic Jews since Howard Stern. He he is, <laughs> and you know he's one of the few saving graces of AEW. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Seth Rollins says he doesn't. Know what wrestling looks like in 2019? I do. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You. I, I got. Okay, so I got to give props to JC for. He made a video a while back that really called out the future of pro wrestling. Like, I want to say right around 2025, what it's going to be is gay indie midget backyard wrestling. Okay, I'm going to find that video. Find that video. And I'm going to send it to you. And we're, we're going to repost it. We're gonna, of, well, I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, we're not going to spoil it, but. But here's what Seth Rollins has said. Seth Rollins. Yeah. Controversial. It's kind of one of those things where, you, where you're like, where do you go? What's the answer? It's like, why? Why? <laughs> He's so stupid. Be that they don't get, they want, they don't get what they want, they want about on Twitter, right? That's the audience you're appealing to, you dumb fuck. Like, literally, that's, <laughs> that's what your career is based around, appealing to these smart fucking idiots. I mean, it's kind of like what happens nowadays. That happens in everything. It's just not our industry. But if you do something and it strikes a chord, it's almost like you're doing the right thing. I don't know anymore. Okay, 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 okay. I can only take so much Seth Rollins. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, Seth Rollins is just basically bitching and complaining about the fans that made him turning on him because he's a stale motherfucker with no fucking character growth whatsoever. And not only that, but, dude, if you're going to... But like okay, if Triple H is gonna enforce on you that you get the John Cena push, that you're untouchable and nobody can stop you, if you're gonna get that type of push, at least have some sort of character growth. You're not pitching him any fucking ideas. You're his that, dude. That's your boy. If anybody's gonna get through to him and make changes for your character to to make it better, it's gonna be him. You know what? It's so frustrating. Like I want I say, once Dusty Rhodes died. You saw the creative direction for a lot of these wrestlers just fucking die bomb. Because <laughs> if you notice the NXT creative staff, you got now, you got Triple H, you got Road Dog, and you got Shawn Michaels. You got three guys who know a lot, a lot about the industry, and they're shitting out one of the worst fucking televised products on yeah. a weekly basis. Because they're appealing to a small audience. They're building everything for that. For that NXT show me more wrestling audience. Yeah, it's really failing, you guys. John Morrison's set to drop the title before WWE return. So John Morrison hasn't returned to WWE just yet, but all signs point to the fact that he's returning. What title is he holding? Uh, it's not an Impact. No. Is it in AAA? We'll drop the Middle East Championship because he's what? officially signed with WWE. What the fuck is the Middle East Championship? Uh, knowing him, he's probably signed to like fucking 20 indie jabroni leagues all over the world. But he is coming back. Oh, I know. He signed the deal. He's probably just finishing up his indie dates right now. I mean, out of all the flippy flop jobber midgets to you know to flood the well, at least he looks like a star. Yeah. You know that the, the guy's had movie work. He he can he can he's he's gotten better at acting. I won't say he's a good actor. He's gotten better at acting. He he cuts robot promos. He, just, he does. <laughs> he not as bad as when he first started Tough Enough though. That was atrocious. That was really really bad. Um. 
I, I think he did he did decent when he was teamed with Miz. It's almost like he fed off of Miz's charisma. Yeah, same thing with Damian Sandow. Yeah. Like, he just wasn't the same afterwards. Well, I, you know what? I disagree with that because, let's face it, he is pretty decent in NWA. Yeah, he is. You know? Yeah. I think he, I think, That's a good point. I think that time off where he did some acting really helped him. Yeah, he did pretty good there. Um, oh, shit. Indie, oh God. Indie wrestler attacks opponent with a knife, angle without his consent. So who, who did this? It was in Jefferson, Indiana. The Kentucky-based co- uh, company Paradigm Pro Wrestling uh, had an event, very shocking at the show. Cole Ritt Radrick says that he was cutting a promo in the ring when he was jumped by a wrestler named Haizaya, <laughs> who, who was wielding a knife. And they're just apologizing for it, so I have no idea why he stabbed him. Haizaya. Haizaya. What the fuck? Uh, okay, so yeah, some some indie jabroni got stabbed over a couple French fries. Uh, the next news piece, please. I think we're all out of news. There's okay. nothing else to cover. Okay. Oh, you know what though? I mean, I did want to briefly mention upon the fact that stay tuned. Coming up, it's gonna be Aaron tomorrow. A special edition of Raw shit, featuring two guest stars, two very special guest stars. One, we're going to confirm right now, Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. The other one, well, it's such a big name that I can't break it. I haven't discussed it on Twitter. I'm not going to discuss it here. All i got to say is you definitely want to tune in tomorrow because he's a big star. Big, big like, name. Like, very honestly, bigly. you're not going to believe how, like, the strings that we had to pull to get this guy. We, we've, got him, we've got him to record messages for us before, but to actually show up in person, this is, it's mind-blowing. I'm... I'm marking out right now. I'm fucking marking out. I can't fucking wait. So it's going to be exciting. So, guys, thank you for joining us. This has been NC. This has been JC and. Peace the fuck out.